Welcome back, Hemming Brainiacs, to the Hemming Brain Podcast. Book 6, Chapter 2. It has been brought to my attention that, um, I think it was Book 5, Chapter 21, didn't work properly. And it's all glitchy. So I'll, at some point I'll go and redo that. I might see if I can do it tomorrow at some point. Um, I'll backfill that. But I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm just going to press on for tonight and then we'll backfill later. Uh, what is your interpretation of Andre's feelings towards Natasha? And do you think Natasha is on, interested in Andre or aware of how he feels? What is your interpretation of Andre's feelings towards Natasha? Real Skydiver said the question that we we're all wondering. How old is Natasha now? I think she's like 15? I don't know. Um, 15, maybe 16 by now. She's young though. Andre, what, 20, 30? I don't know. How old's Andre? It's hard to know the ages of these people. Old-fashioned age is different. Astra Codex said Andre is in love. Emoji with love heart eyeballs. Emoji doing a kissy face and love heart emoji also. With Natasha. What is with Natasha? Everyone who sees her gets smitten. Warren Kovoffi says Andre is becoming entranced with Natasha. And it's happening very quickly. Probably a surprise to him that she's lifting his spirits so much. While Natasha sounds beautiful, it looks like her joyful demeanor is what attracts Andre most of all. Yeah, it's almost like her naivety that is attractive to him. The fact that she has no idea about all the things troubling him about the war and all the rest and politics and whatnot. She's just a happy kid, but um, she's a kid. I don't think Natasha is aware of Andre other than that he's just a guest spending the night. Uh, Rahul the invader said, the sky and the clouds is frequently used to demonstrate Andre's emotions. At war, when he was fallen wounded, he looked at the sky and wondered of a, wonders of a simple, simpler life. Right now, as he looks at the cloudless full moon night from the window sill of the Rostov residence, the feeling of love, something distant and buried deep beneath his self-doubt and depression is awakened. The mere fact that Natasha also finds the night beautiful is a wonderful way of representing of the association between those two characters. Um, yeah, the sky is a big thing in this story. Uh... It's a big, big thing in this story, the sky. And if you've seen, um, there's a, uh, I think it's a musical or a theatre production um, based on part of this book, and it's a later part of this book. It's called Pierre and Natasha and the Great Comet of 1812. I think that's the name of it. Um, that's a really significant moment of the book, and it's... Um, epitomized by this comet coming down over Russia. Very, very cool. All right, let's keep reading. Chapter 3. Next morning, having taken leave of no one but the Count and not waiting for the ladies to appear, Prince Andre set off home. It was already the beginning of June on when on his return journey he drove into the birch forest where the gnarled old oak had made so strange and memorable an impression on him. In the forest, the, ha the harness bells sounded yet more muffled than they had done six weeks before. 
for now all was thick, shady and dense, and the young firs dotted about in the forest did not jar on the general beauty, but, lending themselves to the mood around, were delicately green with fluffy young shoots. The whole day had been hot. Somewhere a storm was gathering, but only a small cloud had scattered some raindrops lightly, sprinkling the road and sappy leaves. The left side of the forest was dark in the shade, the right side glittered in the sunlight, wet and shiny and scarcely swayed by the breeze. Everything was in blossom. The nightingales trilled and their voices reverberated, now near and now far away. Yes, here in the forest was that oak which, with which I agreed, thought Prince André. But where is it? He again wondered, gazing at the left side of the road, and without recognising it, he looked with admiration at the very oak he sought, the old oak, quite transfigured, spreading out a canopy of sappy dark green foliage, stood wrapped and slightly trembling in the rays of the evening sun. Neither gnarled fingers nor old scars nor old doubts and sorrows were any of them in evidence now. Through the hard century-old bark, even where there were no twigs, leaves had sprouted, such as one could hardly believe the old veteran could have produced. Yes, it is the same oak, thought Prince André. And all at once he was seized by an unreasoning springtime feeling of joy and renewal. All the best moments of his life suddenly rose to his memory, Austerlitz with the lofty heavens, his wife's dead reproachful face, Pierre at the ferry, that girl thrilled by the beauty of the night, and that, la- and that night itself and the moon, and all this rushed suddenly to his mind. No, life is not over at thirty-one, Prince André suddenly decided, finally and decisively. It is not enough for me to know what I have in me. Everyone must know it. Pierre and that young girl who wanted to fly away into the sky. Everyone must know me so that my life may not be lived for myself alone while others live so apart from it, but so that it may be reflected in them all, and they and I may live in harmony. On reaching home, Prince André decided to go to Petersburg that autumn and found all sorts of reasons for this decision, a whole series of sensible and logical considerations showing it to be essential for him to go to Petersburg, and even to re-enter the service, kept springing up in his mind. He could not now understand how he could ever have been... Sorry, how he could ever even have doubted the necessity of taking an active share in life. Just as a month before, he had not understood how the idea of leaving the quiet country could ever enter his head. It now seemed clear to him that all his experience of life must be senselessly wasted unless... He applied it to some kind of work, and again played an active part in life. He did not even remember how, formerly, on the strength of similar wretched logical arguments, it had seemed obvious that he would be degrading himself if he now, after the lessons he had had in life, allowed himself to believe in the possibility of being useful and in the possibility of happiness or love. Now reason suggested quite the opposite. After that journey to Ryzan, he found the country dull. His former pursuits no longer interested him, and often, when sitting alone in his study, he got up, went to the mirror, and gazed a long time at his own face. Then he would turn away to the portrait of his dead Lisa, who, with hair curled a la grasque, looked tenderly and gaily at him out of the gilt frame. She did not now say those former terrible words to him, but, frowning, now smiling, 
as he reflect but what but sorry i missed a line she did not now say those former terrible words to him but looked simply merrily and inquisitively at him and prince andre crossed his arms behind him long paced the room now frowning now smiling as he reflected on those irrational inexpressible thoughts secret as a crime which altered his whole life and were connected with pierre with fame with the girl at the window the oak and woman's beauty and love and if anyone came into his room at such moments he was particularly cold stern and above all unpleasantly logical my dear princess mary entering at such a moment would say little nicholas can't go out today it's very cold if it were hot prince andre would reply at such times very dryly to his sister he could not go out in his smock but as it is cold he must wear warm clothes which were designed for that purpose that is what follows from the fact that it is cold and not that a child who needs fresh air should remain at home he would add with extreme logic as if punishing someone for those secret illogical emotions that stirred within him at such moments princess mary would think how intellectual work dries men up all right there we go another chapter down i feel like that last line princess mary thinking how intellectual work dries men up makes them makes them all boring i feel like she's comparing her brother to her father in that moment um all right that's it that's the chapter thanks for listening guys i'll see you tomorrow